This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by FrameBridge. Save hundreds of dollars by framing your photos and art with FrameBridge. Prices start at just $39, and all shipping is free. Visit FrameBridge.com right now and use the promo code BCPOD to save 15% off your first order. That's FrameBridge.com, promo code BCPOD for 15% off today. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Hey, knuckleheads, this is Matt. Welcome to the uh, bonus BC Pod Hour. Uh, this is a special treat this week. We're going to put a whole nother hour in the feed of Toby and Joey and I hanging out, talking, catching up, doing the stuff that we didn't have time to get in the podcast, other stuff that we wanted to talk about, joke around, those kinds of things. Now, here's the deal. If you are in the BC Club, you get this bonus hour 45 minutes, whatever it is, every single week. It's a new thing we've added. So if you're a fence sitter, if you're somebody that's just sitting on the old fence thinking, I probably ought to join the BC Club, but eh, I'm, I don't mind getting this show for free. I think they're doing okay. They don't need me. Well, maybe this will bring you off the fence and say, maybe you do want to join the BC Club, and you'll get a second episode of this podcast essentially every week that way. And if that don't convince you, I don't know what else will. But let me continue to try to convince you anyway. You also will get to join the BC Club uh, Facebook group, which is a private group. It's like a family that fights a lot. Uh, it's fun there. It's a bunch of people in it, and we all interact there, some more than others, yes. But it's a fun place, and it's a community of people that are like-minded, at least in some ways. Uh, we also have a forum that we do online that's a new thing, a community. And there's a bunch of other perks to the BC Club. But I think the best one is this extra episode. Uh, so go to thebcclub.com. You can see all the stuff we're about there, all the perks. You can see the BC team that you're funding and where the money goes a little bit and stuff like that there. Pretty interesting stuff. And I'll get out of the way here and I'll give you this bonus episode, bonus hour. I uh, don't know what to call it exactly, but I hope you guys like it. And I hope it will convince you to finally just join the club. You are now entering the Bad Christian Buttcast. <laughs> he said butt. Three, two, one. <laughs> it's the second episode of the Bad Christian Podcast this week. Can you believe it? Jesus is real. Jesus must be real. If this is the second episode you're listening to, Jesus is real. All right. Well, I've been uh, John three sixteen states that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, only Son, and only for begotten. whomsoever believeth in Him shall you best not be quote die. King James version. You best be quoting the King James, <laughs> but have everlasting life. Toby, what does that life mean to you, man? Everlasting, dude. You're not gonna die, never. I, I'll Ever. Stab my, you can stab yourself in heaven a hundred thousand times and just keep walking. That's right, man. You can get run over by a car on those streets of gold. A, he- a heavenly car can run you over on the street of gold, and you know what you do? You just hop up and go to the Apple store. That's a perk in heaven that you can you can murder somebody without murdering them. Like, that's that's right. going to be fun. Like, I'll be, like right now, right. I can't go to your house and put a cap in your head and be like, <laughs> I was just joking. In heaven, I'd be able to do yeah. that. What, what, <laughs> what, what, hang on that's, a second. That's quite sanguine of you, Joe. You're saying you could drive by Toby's house, put a shotgun to his mm-hmm. head, Pull the trigger, Amen. and what what yes. actually would what in your conception of heaven would actually happen next? We, we would, would laugh both together. We get wait, a good do, laugh do his, out of it. Do his heavenly brain splatter across the golden threshold of his mansion, or no? Yeah, but then then you'll see almost like a magical pause button happen, and you'll see all the right. guts in the air, and then you'll just <laughs> see it all suck back, and then we're yeah. like, ah. <laughs> 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 That shit killed you. That shit killed killed you. Oh, my God. You're dead. Hey, that's why serial killers can't go to heaven. They would hate it. It'd be hell for them. They can't ever really kill anybody. It'd be a nightmare for them. God loves serial killers so much. God loves serial killers so much he sends them to hell. (laughs) So they couldn't live in heaven. They would hate it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Oh, man. Well, I've been uh, debating. uh, I think I said. I'll be able to. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to figure out what to call this thing, but in my brain, 
what I want to call it is overtime because we just got done doing the other episode. Now, the problem I got with that is Bill Maher uses overtime for what he does extra after his show. Why don't we call it in in light of baseball? Can't we call it extra inning? We that's what I'm that's what what I'm working on. Let me tell you the things I've gone through that are all don't work. So I go overtime and I say, Bill, let's call it sudden death. Yeah. A sudden death could work, but he does that, and I think you know what I don't think that Bill Maher is that into sports, so I kind of re- resent the fact that he calls his overtime. And Bill Maher is somebody right. that I love to hate. I love to watch. I watch it almost every Me week because I got an HBO login. I think he's incredible at his skill of broadcasting and curate. I don't think he's a genius comedian, but he's a brave guy and he's a smart guy, and he's he does it like he really does his thing. And I detest a lot of his. Uh, elitist attitude and stuff like that. But I watch yeah. the guy almost every week. But I don't think he's a sports fan, so I don't like that he calls his thing overtime, really. Right. I was thinking you could call it bonus, but bonus sounds like it's not really a quality thing. It's like an extra crappy thing that you do. Bonus. Yeah. I was thinking you could call it fifth quarter. I'm a sports yeah. guy. I think we could talk about that. But fifth quarter's been hijacked by youth groups across the nation. Oh, that, God, that sounds like a, ter- a terrible thing that a- after a Friday night. Up that you do that was going to be a gospel invitation after a football uh, game at a gym to do like Christian, <laughs> right? Christian, it's all about Christian massages. So yeah. So I'm trying to think of what it could be, but extra innings is, is it? That's decent. So this is extra. I don't know what it is, but glad to be here. I, I enjoy doing this because what about boner time? But this is boner you know, time like, with Matt and Toby. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Like, this, like this is if, if boner, if you have a boner, it's kind of looking, <laughs> pointing towards things getting fun. That's, That's true. I, was, I like <laughs> boner time. I like a, a, a nice boner time is pretty. I would listen yeah. to that. <laughs> if you're going to have a boner, join us. Because, yeah. you know, that's the most frustrating thing ever when you have a boner and it is brought on by like <laughs> sexual arousal, but there's nothing you can do with it. It just has to be there. Well, I guess there's always something you can do. Never mind. There is something you can always do with the boner. But that's what I'm saying. Boner time means you, you have to use it, you just can't let it. It's it's there. You can't, can't so waste it. This is boner time. Have you guys ever been to a place where you were very sexually aroused <laughs> and you were every um, day, every day? <laughs> I've been there, and, man. And you were e- you, you were even shops. You were Walmart. even th- you were even thinking through like I'm gonna have thoughts Old of my home. wife and masturbate, or I'm gonna have sex with my wife, or I'm gonna indulge in porn. But you're really taking the next step, and then you're like, wait a second. I can't do this, and you're able to reel it back in never, and not do anything. Never once in my life. I never will either. I swear. I'll never <laughs> never reel it in. Call, call me a sinner. So Toby, call me what I, you will. You can't waste that. You just can't waste I'm that. Not, yeah. you, don't, you, don't give, you don't give me uh, a resource and a tool like that and then just to ask, ask me to take it away. Yeah, I mean, what do you, you guys think have, I am? Right. Have you guys ever thought about just how blessed we are to be able to experience that kind of pleasure from a part of the body that's just right there. Like, drugs are illegal. That's not. Right. You like, have to go find drugs. You might have to go to a dangerous part of town, true. whatever, you know, all that stuff. Like, your wiener right there. And, and, just, you do, it, and you do get a, a, an actual release of brain chemicals and, and things that, are, that, are, that, are, yeah. that actually are drugs native to It's a to, stress to reliever. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Dopamine sure. or serotonin, and, right? All those things? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot more to it than that. I'm sure there's lots of hormones and tons of stuff involved in the biology there. And it's, and and I it's prom- free. I, I promise you there has been times where I have had like a, a migraine, and it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes oh, one... I'm, I've one master one masturbate can knock out my migraine. Uh for sure there's been times where I've like been restless with a lot of stress and I just can't go to sleep. One masturbate it. yeah makes me go to sleep. Well, well so. I the, here's the funny thing. Think about this. It feels so good to shoot something out your body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, isn't that okay. Weird? okay, there's a lot to t- there's a lot to talk about there. So let's just slow I mean, that- down. <laughs> All right, so I think I know some of hey, the places. Hey, what would make me going. feel good right now if I projectile something out of my body? Okay, but but Matt, l- let's Matt's talk about that. trying to organize this, this conversation. Is, no, this is really interesting to me because I, I'm trying to think if you're right or wrong about that. So obviously, to have an orgasm or to ejaculate is very positive feeling. Right, it's almost all pro, positive. Pro. Now, when you pee and you just yeah finish peeing a lot of times you get that shiver that's a satisfying feeling too and that's just removing essentially a toxin from your body um yes you know it's it's 
and that and that feels or taking good. a dump. If you if your yes. stomach's hurting real bad and you get you get to poop. Oh, you feel so yeah. relief. Uh, very often when you poop, you feel like, man, I got rid of some really bad stuff. And you, I mean, there's a spring in your step coming out of that bathroom. I'll give you that. Oh my God. Now, yes. Now, how about vomiting? That's a, you feel more, better that's a, a more complex yeah. one, but you do feel better when you finish vomit. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's, that's not neat, I mean, but to, we've, to we've the, traveled pretty far from ejaculating at this point, though. It's not the same. Yeah. But with vomit, I mean, it's to the point where sometimes you're so motivated to vomit, you'll make yourself vomit to get that relief. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. So you but still yeah, would I mean, hold even vomiting as a as a as a positive thing, like something. I that think you Toby. I think Toby is on to something, and I think maybe we should even abandon the damn news and just have call it the damn philosophy because oh, I think you, come, anything anything coming out of our body. I mean, dude, I loved. I, there's something about me. I go outside and I spit. Spin. I mean, that feels great. There's, I, there's, your nose. there's not a lot of pleasure, but I think Blow that's a symptom of, I just yeah. want something to come out of my body. Yeah, you're right like, about it's, that, it's a good thing. It's freeing. Yeah, blowing so, your nose yeah. is very, very good, especially if you can do a oh. snot rocket like out on the, in a field somewhere or something. Um, spitting's great. I'm going to start cutting yeah. myself so you, blood comes out. You ever seen okay, a woman? So uh, bloodletting like, at least is not in that category, though, right? What? Bloodletting would not be in that category, though, right? Like, you might feel slice better with your it. arm so you... Blood comes out, not maybe not so good. Oh, there. all right, all right. So, so okay. I know this is going to be tough um, to say this respectfully because we've been very trippy. Uh, but I think a woman's menstruation would not fall that, into this category. I right? think that is a hundred percent inconvenient. Think, you know. I don't like it, and it doesn't feel good. But I don't yep, know. You're probably. I right don't have a that. vagina. There yeah, are, have you seen them? You you seen them when they're lactating? Ladies love it. <laughs> <laughs> they get oxytocin release on that big oh, time. Oh, they just lose yeah. their shit. Yeah, that, that was, you're right on that one. Right? I didn't even think of that hey, did you guys? did you guys ever try breast milk? No comment. Yes. yes I mean, yes. Totally. Yeah, 100%. I, I just didn't. I would. I have no qualms about it. If I really enjoyed the taste, I would have used it in cereal or anything. White Russians, <laughs> whatever. I, I swear. Yeah. I, I just, I thought, it, I know it sounds weird. It's it wasn't like that a tasty. little salty or something. It was, it just didn't, it wasn't like cow's milk i just love uh, hey cow i'll tea. tell you i'll tell you what's weird it is in our stage of life and like uh you know toby i've interacted with your kids as they were babies and other friends and everything something that's just i don't know why it's always been weird there's a part of it that's weird there's a part of it that's not but actually feeding your child your wife's breast milk and then if they just kind of let some of it ooze out of out of your mouth and it like gets on you it's like that's that's my friend's wife's breast milk. That's just kind of weird. Like uh, breast I, milk. I guess is... I never thought about that. Like you, that's kind of no, sick. I don't, You're I mean, fucking I sick. <laughs> <laughs> You're messed up, dude. I never thought about that. I fed your babies before. and never thought about Priscilla's breast milk getting on my hand. Yeah, it dude. got on your hand. <laughs> God, you make me sick. How about sweating? Sweating, sweating? feels good. I mean, you worked out, you're hot or something, you know, but sweating, uh, yeah, sweating cools you off. It, it feels it, great. Uh, it cools so. you off, but it's, there's also times when it is, it's very inconvenient. Like, if so you're, basically, this sounds it, like it, a mas- a masculine, most men, like most, mm-hmm. anything men can projectile out of their body, most usually they That's like. probably right. But, but yeah. women, not really. Yeah. yeah. Maybe women, not as much. That. There's, there's something to the act, the sh- action of shedding something. I bet, uh, I yeah. tell you what, but if you're a snake. And you molt, that shit feels good. Oh God! Can, Can you imagine, imagine that? Your whole skin oh, falling God. off. <laughs> if if men could molt, you know oh, how we show people. Oh, I'd show that shit you off, would be boy. So proud. You'd, you'd see me at your friend laying in your yard, just molting, just showing it, showing it. Yeah, just molted. Okay. I'm I'm bigger now. I mean, Look here at this I am. Shit. It's clean and brand new skin. <laughs> Holy shit! You seen skin like this? <laughs> yeah, I molted last week. This week is um, yeah, I'm getting huge. It's, Hell, it's I awesome. might molt again. I Shit, might have to molt again. So <laughs> it ain't ain't nothing for me to molt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so, guys. I had kind of a a huge revelation last week. It was like a really bad day, but it 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 resulted into a lot of good stuff. But. So basically, Priscilla and I are on the way to our son's field trip. I mean, I, I think we were all kind of doing field trip stuff. Um, 
You mean the we situation all... when we I had a call to onboarding call with a sponsor and I realized it was during my daughter's field trip that I was on yeah. and I called Toby and said, Can you do this onboarding call? And he said, No, I'm at school with Ruby. And then I asked you, I said, Joe, you gotta help me out. You gotta do this call with a sponsor. And you said, No, I'm at a field trip with my daughter. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so basically on the way to Wayland's field trip. Priscilla starts talking about something that, you know, is a little, little deeper and I was having such a good day and, you know, sometimes like the depression, like, Leave me alone. yeah, the depression <laughs> chemicals and stuff, I, it's almost like I can sense something. It's just like, no, nah, I don't want to go here right now. Any other time is fine. And I was just like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about this. And I was kind of, uh, you know, short, yeah, short about it. And so her, I, I do think my wife can be bullheaded and sometimes i i just want to be like can you can you just be cool with that but at the same time i was pretty aggressive with how i said it and she was just like no what if i want to talk about it the reality is what she wanted to talk about was no big deal at all it was just like us having some better habits and uh doing things differently and uh being on our phones at night all good stuff it was just like i just don't want to i just want to enjoy my friday let's talk about this another time well how i handled that situation it like this this revealed like our conversation revealed something so deep that I didn't realize. But the fact that I shut down a serious conversation in her mind, she was like, we have an opportunity to talk right now. We're both in the car by ourselves. We're meeting our son at his field trip and you're shutting this down. Well, she saw that as something that I've kind of been doing on the routine because we're all so busy and, quality time i can get away with so much less than what she can get away with like i can actually feel super close to her and not even have that many deep conversations like no our wedding i mean our marriage is great like priscilla and i we're just fine where she would actually say we're this is horrible like i don't don't know what i'm gonna do yeah you've actually told me three weeks have gone by and she only said one word and you were like the most in love you'd ever been oh yeah i was just like man (laughs) marriage this is unbelievable like i just keep falling more and more in love (laughs) so i i would just say this that our it went downhill so fast it was scary how bad she was how bad she was hurt to the point where i was just like i I don't I, wait. I don't even know. Car, like in the car that moment you're saying, or was this like extra after this? Uh, oh, it was no in the car. It was, oh, okay. it was absolutely horrible. And it was one of those things to where for me, it was just like, I, I don't, I don't even know how things digressed so poorly. And man, it, being in the pastoral profession, like a rule of thumb is if anybody ever needs like counseling kind of right on the spot. It's just like, I mean, I'm not going to drop. I'm not necessarily going to drop everything because it took you a while to get to this point. Let's schedule something. And so I went into this with the same mentality, but I, I uh, got in touch with the guy that I had gotten counseling with a while back. And I said, Hey man, I was like, if, if there's any way possible, we can get some counseling today. Sure would be appreciated. Wait, so in I, the I, moment you did that, like no, Priscilla's... no, no. This is like hours later because okay. Priscilla did not even go to the field trip. I mean, when we pulled up, she was just like, "Please get out of the car." I mean, I, I devastated her, um, and I, I, I wish I well, I, I will go into it a little bit deeper so you understand just how bad uh, she was hurting. So, talking to this guy, he actually skyped us in because he was like a forty-five minute drive. I was so appreciative that he talked to us. But basically, I mean, it was very simple as to what's been causing so many problems in our marriage. And it is from about 2012 to 2014, 2015. I mean, I really had a roller coaster of depression. Toby, you were around during a lot of that time. And so you saw some of it. And um, the hurt that I caused Priscilla just ran so deep the i trained her brain to almost be fearful of what mm-hmm. dude is going to come home after work is it going to be the guy that i enjoy hanging out with laughing with yeah. or is it the dude that's going to bring me down make me miserable and i would just rather him go upstairs and so i even built up like a fear in her mind and these things have not been addressed they've they haven't like she hasn't found like a a healing place to where Okay, that stuff is in the past and, and we're, you know, we're fine. And so anytime something like that happens to where she sees an opportunity to talk about something a little bit below the surface and I shoot it down, 
it's huge. And then it resurfaces all that stuff. And in her mind, it's like, this is, this always happens. I don't know if I can take this much more. Um, like, you know, her mind goes back to times when I was so depressed, she felt like maybe she should take the kids and move in with her parents. I mean, you know, those sorts of things. And so here I am, we're talking to this, uh, counselor and you know what, one thing I, I, he did a great job of like, you know, not just jumping totally on my case. And I think this, this was actually right as, as he, he helped her understand, look, there is a time there, there is such thing as timing to conversations and you could have recognized, okay, Joey doesn't want to talk about this. And so you could have addressed it as, okay, well, when do you want to talk about it? Cause it really is important to me. And then, you know, kind of gone from there. But I asked, I said, look, what I'm not understanding right now is what is it about our marriage that's so bad? I don't get it. Like, I don't understand how she can think things are so horrible with, with a situation like this. And I'm thinking everything's fine and I don't know how to fix this. So you're telling me that, you know, Priscilla and the doctor, they're both agreeing that a lot of this is due to the the hurt that I caused her through my depression. How do I fix this? And he's just like, well, I think it's pretty simple. He said, she just talked about how she just wished that you would wash dishes with her instead of be productive upstairs, putting the kids to bed. She wants to do things together. Even if it takes 45 minutes extra, you're always down with productivity and efficiency. She wants your time. She would rather you be in the room while she's slaving away in the kitchen. If you just sit there and talk with her, and it's just like, you're going to actually find a, a path of healing for her by just spending time with her. And I'm thinking, eh, it's not that simple. And Priscilla's like, yes like with tears coming down her eyes, like that's all I need for my husband. And then it just hit me and I was like, I am so selfish because there's a part of me that always knew this. Like there's a Priscilla, I can't count the number of times she's just like, look, can we just do some things together? So it's more fun for me. So I feel like we're connecting. We don't always have to be so efficient. But for me, it's just like, no, let's just get things done quicker. If you do things downstairs, Mm -hmm. I'll do things upstairs. But as simple as that sounds, we're talking monumental. I mean, our our Friday went from me being like, holy shit, like what in the world is going on to, oh, just spend some extra time. And I've been a very selfish asshole, like because she's always been someone that's quality time, quality time, quality time, quality time. She tells me about it all the time. She even gives me hints of how easy and practical adjustments in our lives would be and it's just like nah it's just too easy not to go into those deeper conversations and i i i'll just readily admit it all stemmed from selfishness and i would say i'm at a place now to where i'm super happy because it will take more effort for me to give her that quality time but my gosh our marriage is going to benefit like crazy so here's what's here's what's nuts about psychologists is 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 he really like super medically biologically like understands the brain more than other people and all that stuff or was he just super insightful with what we were saying and was just able to nail it because on the surface didn't seem that profound but he nailed it i mean he absolutely nailed what we needed to hear so i, well, I think, you know i think in general a lot of times you think people don't see things as clearly as they do. Like, I think a lot of times, like you, you've said this before, like you put on your game face when you're depressed and we're like, what game? face? Like everybody, everybody on earth knows you're depressed. <laughs> right. Like yeah. it's not. And so I think, <clears throat> I think that counselors have a natural, uh, uh, proclivity to listening to people and picking up things like they, mm-hmm. they naturally know, Oh, what, he picked up very clearly what Priscilla was saying and you probably just didn't, you know what I mean? Like Priscilla probably pretty clearly was saying in, in, in maybe a roundabout way, but however she was saying it, she was probably saying pretty clearly, I just want my husband to hang out with me. But, but you couldn't hear that because you also have things in your brain going, wait a minute, but I'm helping her. I'm putting the kids to bed or I'm, I'm doing the right thing here. It'd be, I'm more efficient than my wife. So I'm going to do all this stuff and that'll help her to be able to, as soon as we're done, she can watch a TV show or she can rest or whatever, whatever it might be. And so I think it's probably a lot of times you, people say things more clearly than they think, but you have all this other pent up stuff or 
biases or whatever going on where you think, oh, this is the right way, and it's hard to hear that's not the right way. Even yeah. Not, not that you aren't willing to, but that you, I mean, don't you think you thought you were doing the right thing? I mean, you thought you probably were helping your wife. I mean, like, it is selfish. You probably didn't realize, but you didn't realize I'm being selfish to my wife by putting the kids to bed earlier. That, that's mm-hmm. just one example. Well, em- embarrassingly, I think probably how I processed it was I- I'm actually the responsible one that's going right. to get shit done yes. quicker. Yep. Oh, absolutely. She's kind of wanting to yep. live for the moment. Right. But I wasn't valuing the fact that it's not just living for the moment. She's wanting to connect with her freaking husband. Absolutely. You know? But he, here's here's what I think is so crazy about marriage is do y'all realize that there are are wives out there that are miserable because their husbands won't work harder in the house? And if I was married to one of them, on the surface, you would say they'd be the happiest wife ever. Like I've actually heard a wife, I've counseled with a, a husband and wife to where she said, look, all I want him to do is empty the trash in the dishwasher. That's it. If oh, he does yeah, those well. two things, I am a happy wife. Yo, That's for, all for I want. One week she would and be. I'm, right. and, I'm, <laughs> well, I, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, that'd be the easiest uh, no, scenario ever. No, it does ever. not matter. The grass is always greener, my friend. And no, then no, one no, week later, saying, she, it would be no. some other problem. You are going to find the amount of problems that you're going to find. You're always going to have them. But here's the thing I think is counterintuitive well, well, let, to let me, what you Let me you're just saying. say something real quick. I, I'm not saying I would be happy in that situation. I'm saying it's how crazy is it that the one thing that Priscilla wants that's easy to give her is the thing that I'm the most reluctant to. Because if she said, well, all I want you to do I just is empty it, the trash. It, it, that's where you always find your your pressure point. It always is going to go yeah. there. So there's a million things you do great for Priscilla, but this is what shows up because it's the real thing. So it's always going to show up. Whatever the yeah. main problem is, is going to show up and it's going to seem like the most prevalent thing possible. But here's the counterintuitive thing. In a lot of situations, you would hear this as the situation. Oh, shit. Uh, Joey and Priscilla are getting counseling. That must be really, yeah. really bad, or there must be some real problem. Now, here's how I hear that, though. How interesting is it that you have a couple that, it you know, as soon as you identify a problem in minutes, they're trying to get counseling or something like that. So it's like almost the people who are the most uh, – I mean, it's a transparency thing and everything else, but it's like, oh, there's a problem – we expect to be able to fix it. We'll talk to a counselor. We'll do something. We'll talk about it. I'll talk about it on a podcast, whatever it is. That is almost like the the big, that's almost like the, the big sign that it's going to be okay. What's not okay is you can't talk about it. You can't see a counselor. You won't talk about it. You won't tell your friends, Matt and Toby about it. So it's like, the guy's like, listen, all I care about is my kid. I got to get it to be right. I, Please give me some advice so that my kid is right. Well, that's the guy that's paying attention, doing all he can. He's probably going to be okay. It's, it's almost yeah. the opposite of that. Like, if there's anybody who freely is looking, seeking counsel, and telling their friends about the problems in their marriage, I give that person a thumbs up. But it's almost counterintuitive in the other in in the, in that sense. So, um, Mar- yeah. marriage is just hard as hell. It just is. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I know we were joking with Science Mike about 500 year marriages, but I mean, it it is very hard to be married. It just yeah. is. <laughs> like, you don't understand stuff. You don't get stuff. You get married. Like, I, I was just thinking, like, the other day I, I had some, uh, there's a guy that's getting married soon, and, and I was just thinking about, oh, man, getting married. What do you think? And, and all you hear about is, like, oh, man, the wedding day and the wedding, and we're in love and our future and all this stuff. All that stuff is bullshit. Anything that anybody tells you about marriage is bullshit. You know what the most important day in your wedding is? I mean, uh, of your marriage is? The day you go, I'll keep going. Yeah, or yes, I won't. Yeah. Yesterday, like, that, that might be a day. Wins, that Tomorrow. might be a a, win, a Wednesday at three p.m. where you go shit. No, I mean nobody tells you that. Oh, you're so in love with this person. One day you're gonna say she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> he, that guy sucks. I hate his gut. You know, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, one day you're gonna say that about the person you're marrying and gonna live with forever and all that stuff. I mean, you're gonna say some really bad stuff about them and yeah. mean it. And you got to yeah. work through that stuff, and you got to feel that way. And like that's what that's what I think Matt's saying. And I think is true. What's really cool is Priscilla was trying to tell you something, and you still couldn't get it. And then it took somebody else outside the situation, and then you got it. And you're like, oh, I'm being stupid. Yeah, the like, fact that's that you what even took, think about though, you know, it is like, a big deal. The fa- the fact that you're flexible as a human is a big deal, and then the commitment thing. So, um, let, let me, me I, let me tell take look. We can go. We got a bunch of other stuff to talk about here, but let me tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, this show oh, specifically, yeah. and this is a good one. Uh, I want to tell you about FrameBridge. FrameBridge is a 
very, very cool company. So I did a call with them the other day to see what they were about and hear what they're up to. Um, I'll tell you, let me tell you about my house. I've been in a band for 10 years. I've got a shitload of really awesome posters and art. I get stuff all the time. I've got tour laminates. I've got t-shirts. I've got posters. Uh, I've, I've, bought, I've, I've got a ton of stuff that I think is really, really cool art. And I say, babe, let's, this will make a good, this, let's put this on the wall in the hallway. Let's put this here. And she says, well, you're not going to just throw that poster up there. You got to get it framed. And I say, well, okay, get it framed. And then she goes, yeah, but that's a big deal. You got to go to a frame shop. It's very, very expensive. Or you got to go try and find some discount frame and it never fits or anything like that. I've got a million things that would actually turn into fine art, make our house look good and like a real adult, but I don't have them framed. So FrameBridge is the answer to that. It's extremely easy to use. So I want everybody to go to framebridge.com. You can choose a frame or let their designers help you choose. And here's the thing about it that's awesome. You can upload a file, maybe something from your photo stream or something from your Instagram, a photo you've taken. You can upload it directly to them, pick out a frame that's going to be stylish. It's going to be personable. It's going to make, it's going to bring your life to life as art in your house. And it's, they're going to ship it to you already put together. It's a great deal. It's affordable. And instead of spending hundreds of dollars you would at a framing store, prices start at $39. And plus, our listeners get 15% off their first order at FrameBridge when they use our code, and that's the, our code is BCPOD. So they have a million different things from like very slim, very classic, ornamental, and then even wilder, wilder things there um, to really, you know, I mean, think about it. How many of y'all are bachelors, bachelor pad out there, and you got nothing on your walls? How many of you have shitty things on your walls that just look terrible? You can improve it. The ladies will like it. Your wife will like it. You need to you need to take the the keepsake stuff that you've got rolled up in your closet, put it on your wall, make it look good. Uh, happiness is guaranteed. Shipping is free, by the way. So their team will custom frame your item just in days. I mean, you can get stuff back in as soon as seven or eight days from 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 when you upload it, and you will have it back to your house. Great deal. Trust me, this is worth it. It's if you go try to buy some piece of art and put it on your wall it was not going to be you it's not going to be personal and it's going to be very very expensive so find your stuff get it framed put it in your house framebridge.com get started today go to framebridge.com and use the promo code bcpod you'll save an additional 15 percent off your first order so go to framebridge.com promo code bcpod framebridge.com promo code bcpod all right so, Toby, here's what I've been wanting to ask you about. I've been wanting to get to this for a long time, really. And that is, okay. and I'm not trying to, like, talk about you. I'm not looking for you to slam you working at church or anything like that. But what I want to know is, now that you've not been working at church for, how long has it been now? Uh, since July. So, it's been three or four months. Has it been? Yeah, it's been three months now. Yeah. I want to know how that really feels and like where your headspace is at. Because that I mean to me, it's very, very notably different. And like again, I'm not trying to talk say working at churches is bad, but you are a full time creative doing a shitload of stuff. I notice a different spring in your step, and I'm just curious, what does it feel like to you to be in a new city and have no boss? What is that like? Uh, I mean, your old boss it, was really shitty, granted, but. <laughs> totally. Uh, it feels great. I, I think the biggest thing for me is w working at church and then doing the bad Christian stuff and Emory and trying to get my own podcast. I just didn't have enough brain power to do it all. And I felt like I, one always had to take the back seat or, you know, I and so I, I did not want to do that to the church. and I did not want to do that to our fans and bad Christian fans and all that stuff. So it, I feel free. Now, what's really funny is there's also some weird anxiety stuff that pops up. Like it was funny. Mm -hmm. I, I told Joey this, but I kept my Seacoast email for a while and I would see emails and go, Oh, I got to do. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I don't like something, with, you know, an upcoming event or something. And I would get a little anxiety about planning for it or trying to do it. And I was like, Oh, and like today I just saw a, a guy, somebody posting something uh, who's a worship leader and just preparing for Christmas. And I was like, because oh, Christmas is so much and it's so big. And I was like, oh, I don't have to do that this year. Like this year, I'm going to get to enjoy Christmas and like go somewhere 
and just enjoy it. Like, I, I mean, we might not even go to church. We might go somewhere like vacation or something during Christmas, which hasn't happened in four or five years for me. And so I just, I'm so excited about it. Like, I'm going to, I love Christmas music. I'm going to get to enjoy that. But I would say as far as being creative, I just feel like I care more now. Like, this is my thing. This is my job. And so I really do put all I, all I can into it. Like, I, like doing Unstoppable Badass. I really try to, like, really do as much as I can and create and be as funny as I can or uh, do the music as good as I can because everything, it's all me. And so I really appreciate. Is it all more the fun to work? Yeah, you know, because now there's is. this weird thing when you have deadlines and you have other stuff to do, and you're trying to write a song, and it's like, you know, for me, and it's even worse when you have the more responsibility you have, the more you resent the creative things that you have to do because it feels to me, in a sense, like the finishing the creative project becomes like a adversary or an enemy. Like this damn song, I got to write these stupid fucking songs now right and you have right, to get right. through it and i be- i don't have the mental bandwidth for it and those kinds of things and it and you know it's really interesting like because the whole point of doing creative stuff when you started doing it, it was like oh I, I like to play songs and goof around on the piano until something good comes out you know right and it's so weird to get in those pockets where it doesn't feel fun at all especially when it's like you had your church job and we got an, a deadline and we need to right. I, I need you to take six days off to do this and come here and write songs it's like Get it done, right. get it done. I hate this music. I hate this song. We got to get it done. It's my, you know, whatever that is. But yeah. well, that, it's that feels too. different, I bet. I, I think the other thing, uh, yes, that totally does feel different. And I think the other thing, too, is the working at church, especially I got to work with Joey. The church people that I worked with were great. I didn't, uh, obviously, all church systems are, you know, have kind of burnt me out a little bit. But the, I believe everybody had a heart for Jesus and were trying to do the right thing that they felt like the church was called to do. But I, so it was a little bit hard, though, to see how much it was taken away from my creativity because yep. it was so easy and good. And so now here I go, wait a minute, I really do need to get this podcast done or this song done or anything because this is my livelihood. So there is a little bit of stress, but it, a lot of times it's a good stress of, oh, I want to do my best. I, this does mean something more. There is no safety net. You know, if, if yep. I don't create and work hard, then my family starves. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. We, we go live in a basement with grandma or something. And so I, I really do care. And, and it's been really cool. And I would say another kind of crazy side effect that has happened is really motivated my wife, Jess. Like she's really like having moved here to Nashville, Franklin area. Um, she's really been motivated to do her own thing too. So she's like, literally it's been kind of crazy writing and just uh, pursuing a new career and all kinds of stuff. And it's been really neat for us, like, to be able to – she's been a stay-at-home mom. And, and, you know, she's had some some jobs, like work from home and stuff. But she's really looking at new careers and what she wants to be, you know, a few years from now even. And so that's been really good for us too. But I, I, think, I think there's a real line that most musicians, artists, creatives walk that is, is scary – because what if people don't like what you're creating? What if, what if it doesn't make any money? What if you, you know, gave up this awesome, safe job and you're going to screw your family? Like yeah. that, There is that underlying. So that is a little scary. But I have to admit, it's only scary because people tell you that it's scary. It's, it's not as scary as you think. All the people I know, a lot of people don't make much money and are totally fine. Like that, that American dream thing, I'm realizing more and more, is just it is kind of bullshit. Like it does, you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or a fireman or a police officer to be successful. I mean, I remember being a little kid and I just thought, oh, I have to be a doctor or a lawyer or I'm that's that's those are the jobs that are good. And now I realize it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm really happy and I'm creating it, then it's so great. Like today I was working on a bit for Unstoppable Badass, a comedy bit. And I was like, this is great. Like I'm I'm doing this for a living. Like and, and it was hard. I'm not good at it. the technical aspect. Like I was working with video and audio and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm YouTubing this. And it's like a 12 year old telling me how to rip videos offline. So I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy that I'm doing this, but it, it all works together to where the best feeling in the world is. It doesn't matter what job it, is. it could be a cashier at McDonald's. If you're doing what you like and enjoy it, then that's good. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how much money you make or anything. All the joy will come out of your work. It's okay. It, the job doesn't define you. You define the job and what you put into it, and that's what I'm learning more and more. Well, how, it really how, is important. How about, like, well, what's cool to me is seeing you have, I mean, you call me every day with ideas and want to do stuff or whatever, and I think an right. example of one of those was you wanted to do that 
uh, I don't remember whose idea it was, but you wanted to do that debate companion thing we did during that right. debate, and you did that at your house, and I was so happy because you called me saying, oh, okay, I want to do it from my house. I'm setting up this right. software. I got the OBS software. I'm doing this. And you had all right. these things in mind for how you wanted to do to do that thing and how you wanted to come across and stuff like that. And it was pretty difficult, and it did, that didn't go that well. There was a bunch of problems no, with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, and it did. I'm not making fun of that, but I was like super – I was just super into this. Like, whoa, after he does this, he's going to be – closer and closer to doing more and more right. stuff from his house and stuff like that. So, um, and I didn't get to talk to you about it, but I wanted to ask you about that. And I, and this is a frame of what I look at, cause this is the kind of stuff I've been doing. And I like, I have this, uh, I have four questions that I want to put to a creative thing like that. And I think this might be helpful for other people too. So this is how I want to evaluate is, are you on the right track essentially? So, um, Question number one, when you do a creative thing that you want to do, because everybody, certainly everybody says they want to do creative stuff. Everybody I know says, I want to be a, a singer or songwriter. I don't think most people have right. what it takes or really even want to. But here's four questions that you can um, ask yourself that I think might actually col okay. color it or, or frame it a little bit. And I want to know, when you did that, even though it went poorly, are you more are you more motivated or more likely to try something like that again? Yes. Fail failing made me go, I was so close. Yes. It could have, I, I, I know what I was doing even. It just, I was hurt by technology. Yes. It wasn't even my fault. So, yeah, I can't wait to do it again to show people, oh, I can really kick ass. Because you failed at it, but thus comes the hunger to, oh, well, I failed, but I want to do it again. I could have done it better. It was just this one little thing or these three little things that hung me up. So, th right. and, th and that speaks to the thing of motivation. A lot of people say, I want to be a famous person on stage. Whatever. But, the, do, I mean, do you have the motivation to do the hard thing again that went poorly? Do you want to get up and do that again? If so, that's a gr that's a really, really good sign. Like, I, don't, yeah. I imagine that's if you go sing at open mic night and it goes poorly. Are you more? Are you going to go back next week? Or are you like, I'm not going to do that again. You know, that's right. a, that's yeah. a yeah. big one. So are you motivated totally. to do it again? Two, did you learn anything specifically that will help you next time to do it better? What? Yeah. What did you learn on, in that? Like, what is the thing? A, a specific takeaway? Well, I think uh, well, in this specific instance. So I planned for a week and learned OBS software. And, which isn't that crazy, but I didn't know. I'd never even heard of it before. Joey, I know so you're I, bored, but I think some yeah, people will be interested sorry. in this that are creatives. So, sorry. Right. And, and I like so, Toby. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Joey just can't create. He's just not a creative. Right. So sorry. <laughs> He's never created anything. <laughs> but uh, just kidding, Joey. But um, I think the thing that I learned was it. There maybe have a backup or be prepared when the thing goes down exactly what you're going to do. Like, I didn't have a plan B. So when the internet, the internet just stopped, it, basically what happened at my house was my internet couldn't support the live Facebook feed and watching the Donald Trump thing and then some people were on their phones on my Wi-Fi or whatever. And so it just didn't, it wasn't going to work. I did not have a backup plan to go, oh, it's not working. Let's go to this. Mm -hmm. Like that was something I immediately realized because sometimes when you create, you can have all this great stuff and the content's going to be good. It's going to be funny and all this stuff. And then you didn't even think about this one little thing like, yeah. oh, this didn't happen. Or, you know, you forget. How many times have we been standing somewhere where the band's awesome, we're getting ready to go, and we didn't have the cape, the the power cord to an amp? Right. Yeah, something you know that what I mean? simple. Yeah. Like something that simple. And when you go to plant, you go, oh, and the, so in the moment on trying to get the feedback up and all that stuff, I'm just hustling, going like that. And so at that point, I didn't have a plan B to go, oh, we can set up here, we'll do this, and move it there. Now, I made a quick decision, and it ended up kind of working out. That's right. It was overall very poor. So the thing I, I learned was plan B is very smart. Don't just think about the content and how funny it'll be or all this. Think about, you know, what, what happens when this goes down. Yeah. So, so what you said there is, but it still went okay in some ways. That's question three is, was there still some good that came out of it, even though it didn't go as planned? Was it still a positive thing for some people? Did somebody enjoy something? Did it further some things in some way? Yeah, I think the things that were good from it were, okay, so the, my feed went down. Then we had to go live Facebook from my phone, which obviously we lost a lot of viewers and people. Were like, oh, this ain't working. So I, and I understand that. I would move on too. But um, I think the thing that I learned was being in front of the camera 
and I have a, a group of five guys, and, and we're all hanging out, party atmosphere, cutting up and all that stuff. I think the thing I learned was, once again, uh, is the content. When you set it up, I the, 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 if we're talking about the good things, I think I led it and got us through it. Um, so I think that was what was cool. I didn't Well, stop. some people I liked could, it. This is what I'm, my point is. Even, yes, even no, no, though yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, bad yeah. thing, but, you right. owned it, and there were still people that were like, oh, I like these guys. I respect them. I see them hanging out. Yes. It still worked out for some people. It wasn't yep. what you thought it would be, but it still moved some things forward, right. and some people got some benefit out of it. Yeah, so, and so the that's fact that we didn't stop. Three. We didn't. We didn't let right. those weakness, the things that went wrong, stop it. We right. went all the way. So that and that, thus, those so there was things. some positive benefit. And then question right. four would be the, the hardest one is doing something and doing it poorly. Did it cause any you know harm? And did it harm or your overall goal of you know? Is this on Emory's Facebook page? It, looked bad. It was silly. Did that? Did it harm us? Did it cause people to unlike our page? Or, or you know because. You know, inevitably, when you fail at something or do something not as good as you thought it would, there could be some harm there. But I think, and I think that's an important thing to weigh. And in this case, of course, I don't think it's bad as people live on a free. Like you didn't, for instance, if you're charging money, you would have felt it would have caused right. a lot of harm to charge money. You got to see this thing, and then it, it right. went poorly. But you know, so those are four questions. I would think if you are building a thing, ask yourself yeah, those question. four questions. Say, are you more motivated to try it again? When it goes bad, uh, did you learn anything that's going to help you next time? Yeah, yes or no. Was there did, did some people benefit from the thing that you did? And then be very sober when you address the last question. Did it cause harm because you did it so poorly or or so whatever that hurts your brain? You know, if you were NBC right. did a terrible broadcast and and lost a bunch of ratings, it'd be a this is a huge negative. If you sold a web sim a web seminar or something and and it failed and you took people's money that would be very very negative but i think that's right things but when i see you doing all the stuff you're doing it's just very very exciting that that it's fresh and there's all you know all all we're doing is a bunch of different you know new things and ideas and and it's, it's going yeah. super good uh, i'm working on Devin now i just i'm gonna have to say that that's the next thing you know, I believe there's so many more people like you, like Devin, like other people out there that have so much creative potential to um, to work for yourself. I'm just curious how it's been feeling to you doing it so far. Yeah, it's been great. I'm I'm super happy. And I, I think the thing, too, just to say one last thing to that, everybody always says that. It seems like almost a cliche thing. You got to fail before you succeed and all stuff. It really is true. You got to put yourself out there. And it doesn't matter what industry or job you're in. But you got to put yourself out there and, and maybe even make a fool of yourself sometime. But the biggest thing I've learned from, like, comedians is they always talk about how bad they bombed. And I love it that they're just so, oh, man, I just bombed. It was, And you're talking about somebody that now plays sold-out $1,000, I mean, 1,000-cap rooms and stuff like that. And they got there because they bombed because they were willing to put themselves out there and to say a joke that maybe wasn't all the way done or maybe a little risque or they didn't know what was going to happen. You don't need to know what people are going to think before you do something. You need to know what you think, and that's where I'm at now. I'm going, I like this. If everybody else hates it, I can. that doesn't hurt my identity. What, what hurts my identity is if I don't really try and put it out there. Mm -hmm. uh, who cares if somebody thinks I'm stupid? A bunch of people think I'm stupid regardless of what I do. So it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to keep working and hustling and, and putting stuff. I'm moving to video stuff or badass and all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to get there, and it, it might take a little while, and I'm old and dumb, but I'm going to – out hustle other people because the big thing is that's cool about us and what we do we do stuff like we, we just execute. do stuff yeah, that's it you we, just do it, it. it might, yeah it, I, it might be poorly but we're gonna execute it often it. is it often is you know what i mean there, there's people that are way better at comedy and making videos and making podcasts and all that stuff but they ain't doing it they're just sitting talking about it i'm yeah. gonna work my ass off and do it and get it out like there. just think about how poorly for instance joey thinks this is going right now right joey i mean snoring. from his point of view this is really really bad air but yeah, we're doing it nonetheless. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what? You just, Not, you just tuned out. No, My I fault, didn't tune man. out. I, what do you want me to interrupt you guys? I mean, I think that here's what I, I, I want to tip my hat to Toby. <laughs> All because right, let's move on to the damn news. <laughs> You're going to tip your hat? You're not even wearing a hat. Yeah. It's a, a metaphorical hat. No, I, I think that Toby is definitely for sure doing what he needs to do and i think toby that you you stayed in uh your seacoast job and and not only a very respectful timeline but also i think in a way that 
you didn't just bail when it was like, ah, oh, this isn't, you know, this isn't fun anymore. Or man, I feel like I'm not able to excel. Like you were actually diligent in something that you wanted to make sure, okay, I've run my course. Uh, you actually had like a commitment and loyalty to, you know, a community of people that you actually cared about. So I just, I like the timeline of everything because you could have bailed a year and a half into it. And I think now having, you know, having been at that church and obviously you're at Mars Hill before, like you really, really have a feel for what you should be doing. And I don't necessarily think you would have discovered that if you wouldn't have invested so much time in working, you know, in, in different, yeah, Church I totally, I stuff. totally agree. I, I will say this though. Now, especially after you know, the beginning of this podcast, I did stay probably that extra year because my friend Priscilla was in a, a crazy relationship. I wanted to make sure she was okay. Yeah, he was pretty worried about <laughs> Priscilla. I mean, just we all were. I mean, I, Matt begged me. He said, "Don't leave yet." I mean, we just we lo- <laughs> we love your wife, Joey, and I wasn't going to leave Charleston without knowing that it was going to be okay. All right. So I'm gl- I'm glad that you you know it, things are looking up. That's good. That's yeah. real good. Definitely. All right. Okay, cool. Can we move on to some more? Anything else you want to say? We're good. We're doing good. Yeah. I want to move on to the best part of this podcast. Oh, what do you mean? We're doing news? Don't we do news on this? You don't have to. No, I was thinking not, but you can if you want to. I I mean, I, I love it. It's (laughs) in my blood. I mean, I'm a creative and I just, I mean, I got, I got my first news stories from my main man, Joey. All right. You get get one, you get one. We're good. No music. Don't have it set up. This is uh, and Matt, you're really innings. not committed to the news. I thought no, you were committed to the news. I committed to the, the news one once a week, but I'm 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 okay with it now. Let's wow! So Toby, what I'm hearing is that Matt doesn't have any up. heart for I your know. news. Uh, well, you know, in the last episode, Joey said he loves my news. You said it right. Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm you know I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm just starting to see that. I think for Matt, it's just business. There's no it's heart just in his support. It's always, for, it's always been that way. You know what the ratings are during the news? I look at the Nielsen ratings. They're through the roof. It's through the roof. And I'm You're a jealous. Business, I'm a businessman at heart. So, in, in a world where your friend tells you about his relationship with his wife and that he could go a month without talking to her and feel more in love than he ever. Yeah. <laughs> Inversely proportional to the amount of time he spends around her is his love for his wife. I mean, I, I cannot hang out with her all and be super happy. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Toby Morrell. If you just could just get deployed to Afghanistan for six months, it would be on fire. <laughs> Like I think divorce would be really good oh, for me. Be the it would be so, it, yeah. oh, You'd be more in gosh. love than you ever had. It'd just be so awesome. Just <laughs> be so in love. Uh, all right, this comes from Huffington Post. It's my one news story, Joey. I thought this was interesting, and just see what y- y'all think about this. But uh, creationist Ken Ham says there are no intelligent aliens because aliens can't possibly exist. Ham, who runs a creationist attractions in Kentucky, including the supposed uh, replica of Noah's Ark, complete with replica dinosaurs, claims that aliens can't possibly be intelligent that because they can't possibly exist. Writing on his Answers in Genesis blog, Ham attempted to respond to uh, Scottish astronomer uh, Duncan For- Forgan, uh, who has been running computer simulations about the possibility of alien civ- civilizations. Forgan lamented in a Fox News interview the difficulty of testing some theories in his simulation because of the lack of daily data on alien behavior. Ham predicted that the problem would never be solved. Real alien de- data will never exist because, well, aliens aren't real. I think in the <clears throat> while, while there is no evidence for extraterrestrial life, a number of NASA scientists have said they expect to find it in coming decades. Um, I think in the next 20 years, we'll find out that we are not alone in the universe, said one of the NASA astronomers, Kevin Hand. Um, but it goes on to say, Ham, who once debated Bill Nye the Science Guy, I don't know if y'all saw that. Everybody mm-hmm. watched it, but it yeah. didn't seem like it was that good. Wrote in 2014, the aliens, if they did exist, would be beyond salvation because they are not descendants <laughs> of the biblical figure, Adam. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? So what do, what do y'all think? Like, Joey, I, I know, I mean, I think you're probably a little bit more open-minded than a lot of people, but like, what, why does Ken Ham not want to believe, or does he think it's ridiculous because that would 
put into question that there is a God, that God created this? Is that, is that what he thinks? I mean, it's just too inconvenient for Christians to acknowledge that there may be so much that they have no clue about. It's just not, it's, it's, they were taught to have a sealed tight theology, very black and white. And if you introduce a concept that may bring them into a place where they're like, wait a second. So that means I may not know most things. It's like, hell no, I'm not going to touch that. And, oh, by the way, that's heresy. <laughs> so I don't it's, have to it's touch It's crazy, it. though, because you would think, like, they go, they, they obviously don't disagree with, we can see that the universe is expanding and humongous and infinite, and there's all these planets and yeah. galaxies and universes. Let me give you a so, flyby I mean, uh, on, on but, I mean, some size stuff. Say, but, why, but why wouldn't they, I mean, why wouldn't they just go, well, we don't know. Like, why would you take such right. a hard stance on aliens? Well, no, alien. I'm totally fine with planets and solar system, all this stuff, but no way could there be an alien. Let, let me give you just a quick flyby on the kind of a just a general size thing. And there's been there's been some news lately about the size. Hey, of the can you first of all like, tell me what a flyby is, just so I'm just, I know what I'm going to give you? I have an no idea what a flyby I'm is. Giving you an that overview, some scientific. Okay. All right. I, what I I'm saying what is, he's talking about. Let, let's talk about size just for a minute and how many potential size there could be for aliens to be out there just that alone and maybe there's not i i don't know but alien love let's look at the moon the moon's like four light seconds away from us you know the, the, the sun is like six light minutes so light from the sun takes seven minutes to get us 93 million miles to the sun it takes like about seven minutes to get here from there about four seconds from the moon right Good so gosh. the galaxy that we're in is about a hundred thousand light years across. That's how long it takes light to cross our own galaxy that we're in. We discovered Damn. the Andromeda galaxy, which is like two. It's the closest galaxy to us, the Milky Way, and it's two million light years from here. Shite. Two million light years from here. Now that's the closest galaxy. Do you know how many galaxies there are? They just discovered that there's 20 times more galaxies than we previously thought. And this is very recent news. <laughs> two trillion other galaxies. Oh, oh my, my Lord. There's two trillion <laughs> other galaxies. The closest one is two million light years away. The closest one. Oh, my God. Again, the moon is about four light seconds away. And the sun, our closest star, seven light minutes. The closest galaxy, 2 million light years for the light to get here. And guess what? There's 20 trillion galaxies. I mean, sorry, 2 I, trillion I just, galaxies. So you wow. tell me there's nothing. You're pretty sure there's nothing else out there. You sure? You're very sure? Are you certain or pretty See, sure I, or what? I, I think I've, I've said this a lot, and I don't know. I don't think it resonates with you guys at all. But I definitely am in no way even close of saying, no, there's no way there can be aliens. I just, I wouldn't be surprised either way. And the only reason why I think a lot of people would be, of course I'd be surprised if there wasn't aliens. I just think that if if the concept of God that, that we believe is indeed true, then it makes complete sense that if he wanted to just make this massive size universe that our minds can't even comprehend and say, oh yeah, and here's where humans are going to be, that makes sense too. Like, yep. I don't think that that but, is but senseless cer either. certainty that there could be anything else is oh, very, just very, very, very yeah. insane way to look yeah. at it. Well, I, I also could, think it's insane yeah. that there's no way, no way for them to be saved. Holy shit. Yeah, or, like, yeah even if there are, there's you, no way. They're fucked. I man. mean, talk about prejudice yeah. towards aliens. Good gosh. You can't even be a Christian. Is that like what would happen like a Christian, uh, like a Keen Ham Christian? So aliens land on Earth and they go, Oh my gosh, this changes everything. Ken Ham runs up and goes, Let me tell you about this guy named Jesus. Because he's got his goal is to share <laughs> yeah, the gospel. Not find out where they're from. Not realize, you know, that they had to create some unbelievable technology to get here millions <laughs> of light years away. And that's all he cares Would about. Ken Ham's yeah. logic not kind of sound a little bit like, and I'm not trying to be overly aggressive here, but wouldn't it sound a little bit like people claiming a couple centuries ago that other races weren't human? Like, isn't it in right. that neighborhood? Right. Yes. Like, well, people yes. from Africa, they're that different from us, cannot even be included. In it. Were, were they not, not, I mean, they weren't allowed, you know what I mean? Like, not, they can't vote. They're, and then when they could, they're right. three-fifths human. Like, what were their, you know, that is that that's that type of thinking is what it sounds like, is what I'm saying. The, the craziest thing in the world would be aliens land, and then they have a, 
Jesus story too, or something like that. Wouldn't yeah. that be crazy? Like I, I could see something like that happening. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's embedded in us, but I, I don't have any fear of finding out about other, like, does anybody not understand that we tell everybody that Jesus is real and he is true and he will change you and it's true and he's true and he's true, but then we're just scared of everything because it might prove he's not true. It's what in a, the hell sense does that make? If yeah. Jesus is true, then he'll prove it in every galaxy, everywhere. I mean, or it won't be, and then we can just say we're wrong. But if it is true, then it is true. It's just crazy. Right. Yeah, right. that's the damn news. I, I, I'll let y'all up tonight. Woo. Yeah, woo, I like that one. All right. Hell yeah. This is your, uh, what do we call it? You want to call it extra innings for tonight. I like sudden death. Sudden death. <laughs> I like sudden death. All right. No, Enjoy I, no, it. I like Matt's, the flyby. This is the flyby. <laughs> I don't get to even. I don't even get to say my sign off. Go for it. Blessings behind. Blessings ahead. Blessings always. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, JabberjawMedia.com. Shh.